0: Hello, you're plugging in to the Evolution Sermon Podcast. We're so excited to share with you another awesome message from Pastor Charmaine. Have an awesome day. We'll see you at church. All right. So this afternoon, my message is entitled "The Right Frequency." So in the chat right now, give the title a good shout out. And live stream team here, give me a good shout out. <laughs> <laughs> So I brought along with me uh, an illustration, and it's this awesome vintage tube radio uh, right here. And I know, Gen Z, as you're watching back home, you might be feeling a little bit lost. Maybe even the millennials, because this radio, the KLH Model 21, was manufactured in 1965. Even I didn't grow up with this around, okay? So this radio here is nearly 20 years older than I am. But i have it because i'm someone who is kind of obsessed with great sound you know vinyl resort speakers i love them all i want them in my home and this little dude over here packs some amazing sound in its cabinet so now i know what some of you might be thinking right now right you're going huh pastor come on this is so old and outdated i mean manually tune into an fm radio station some of you just didn't even understand the last statement i just made you know, you're going, Pastor, I have Spotify, a million digital songs and podcasts at the touch of my smartphone. You know, and yes, that's cool. Convenience is its own cool, amen. But friend, an analog, old school, listen, all the musos will tell you there is something about live, undigitized sound. There's a reason why people still buy tickets to live concerts. You know, there's a reason why great artists like Coldplay, Lady Gaga, Shawn Mendes, Billie Eilish, they all still want to record in certain old recording studios like Abbey Road, where the Beatles recorded their albums. Now, sound may be invisible, but their frequencies, when you hear them, they can make you feel things, experience emotion, imagine something, you know? When it's live acoustic analogue, going through some great speakers is definitely not the same as 128-bit digital sound, okay? So, let me show you how this is done. Uh, Tuning a radio goes something like this, okay? You have to turn it on. And then you start by sweeping the stations. Just to see what's out there okay and then eventually you kind of have to narrow it down to one that you like and it takes a while to cut out the noise when you find roughly the sweet spot, then you turn it up. Okay, so there we go. Then that's how you tune an FM radio, okay? So, so, what is the point of my demonstration? Well, this afternoon, I actually want to talk to you about how in times of stress and chaos, where there are so many voices speaking to us, so many stations to tune into, so many choices, priorities and concerns, all coming at us from different directions that you and I need to learn how to tune into the right frequencies in our lives. Uh, The frequencies that build up ourselves and not tear us down or distract us from being God's best for our future, amen? So with your Bible, I want you to turn with me to Matthew chapter 6, verse 22. And it's one of my favorite passages. It goes like this. The eye is the lamp of the body. Therefore, if your eye is healthy, your body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how terrible that darkness will be. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate one and love the other, or you will be loyal to one and have contempt for the other. So i want to be very clear right now right if you read this passage jesus is actually using this teaching to to talk about the context of wealth okay where he's telling the people hey you know focus on the right priorities for yourselves uh don't focus on wealth you know learn to serve god but for our message today i want to just pull out the base level principle and pattern which is the first portion that we just read is that okay And I want to use it to draw some lessons. So one more time, Matthew chapter 6, verse 22, it says, The eye is the lamp of the body. Therefore, if your eye is healthy, now the Greek word there is haplous, which I'll explain in a while, if you are healthy, your body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, paneros, your body will be full of darkness. If the light in you is darkness, how terrible that darkness will be. Okay, so the word haplous actually means simple, single, to be motivated by singleness of purpose, to be healthy without guile as to be open and above board. Okay? So it's very interesting. There's a single-mindedness and then there's a context of evil to this word. All right? So, so but that is why other translations of the verse sometimes go like this. The eye is the lamp of the body. Therefore, if your eye is single... Or sometimes if your eye is one, you know, focused, your life will be full of goodness and light. Yeah. Now the word, uh, the Greek word for bad here is poneros, which means not sound, unhealthy, bad, weak, or evil. So if your eye is those things, unfocused, and you know, evil, bad, your life will be full of darkness. Yeah. So this afternoon, we're not getting into morality, okay? You don't need to come to church to to, to know about morality. Everyone knows that we want to be good people, amen? But I want to draw out this principle and pattern that Jesus presents and propose to you something that's going to help you in your life, okay? And that is what we choose to be single-minded and focused about listening into will become the outcome of our lives, So a question, right, that has come up this week from you guys, as well as even your leaders in our team, Um, they've been asking me, you know, right now, with so much noise going on in the world, so much news, so many comments, so many opinions and options, how do I go about choosing what to tune into? You know, pastor, who do I listen to? Where do I decide to give my time and energy? You know, I want to improve my life. I want to do good. I want to get out there and do what's important, but there's so much content. Anyone can relate, right? Top 20 things to do during circuit breaker measures. Cook this dish, take this lesson, buy this product. You know, and even when it comes to doing good, there are so many causes. Which one do I give to? So the leaders have been asking me too, you know what, pastor, which path do I take my CG on this season? You know, what should I focus on? Should we do more Zoom exercise together to bond? Should our CG create more trendy content so that our friends will come to church? Listen, my answer to all of you is this, slow it down. Slow it down or you're going to end up doing everything and accomplishing nothing. Slow it down or you're going to end up listening to everyone and becoming no one. Slow it down or you're going to live by noise and not by God. You're going to get swept away by everything that looks so impressive but isn't really important. You see right guys, you know what impressive things really are? Impressive impressive things are basically right, basically they're just things that pretend to be important. You know, they are flashy, they are distracting, they catch your attention, they seem important, but they really are not. And if you don't deliberately choose to be single-minded about what you listen to, the outcome is that you are going to chase down every idea and lead you it's going to lead you to dead ends and to useless outcomes. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to waste my life on useless outcomes. So, Here are my advisory guidelines to you, the evolution, if you, you know, like so many of your friends, are facing choice fatigue this season, okay? Point number one, tune out the non-essential. You know, sitting behind your laptop right now, say with me, tune out the non-essential. Tune out the non-essential. So I want to borrow a phrase that was popularized by a legendary architect named Mies van der Rohe, And I'm sure all of you know this, the phrase is, less is more. Now, just in case you don't know, know, he was also famous for saying God is in the details as well, okay? So, Mies van der Rohe is known as the father of architectural minimalism, okay? His most famous design is a house called the Barcelona Pavilion. Now, it is an amazing structure because... It was a very rare structure that was built in a time period where really the zeitgeist and the perception of the world was more is more. You see, in the late 1800s and early 1900s, the trend in fashion, in in food, and also uh, interior design was to be, you know, fancy, ornate, and very crowded with the way that you decorated. And it was in this particular era that Mies van der Rohe became a radical pioneer in design by creating a house, a simple structure of metal and glass, a home with simple furniture and clean geometric lines. And from him, the modern minimalist movement was born. So today, really, right, any zen-like aesthetic, all your cool modern furniture, most of it traces back to this guy, okay? But do you know, this phrase, less is more, actually came from his mentor, Peter Brandt another legendary architect. Now, Mies had been a young architect, 21 years old at the time, and he was an apprentice to Peter Brandt And Brand had given him the task of designing a facade for a really big factory. Now, Mies would later say that there was really nothing to be done to this particular building because it was already all that it needed to be. But being anxious and eager to prove himself, as a young architect, Mies came up with a really elaborate drawing and showed it to Brent, to which his mentor responded, less is more. Now, of course, he meant it differently from how Mies would eventually use it, but Mies said he would remember that moment to the day that he died because it spoke to his anxiety as a young man and his perception of what design should be. And in the end, it became the philosophy that he used in all his work. So let me tell you, I really love that story because it speaks to how you and I could have a defining moment in our life if we are able to cut away all the other voices and noises, our ego, our comparing with each other, our fear of losing out and, you know, not being trendy and be able to tune into that one thing that we really need to listen to. And when he was able to do that, not only did Mies change his life, he also changed the zeitgeist and culture of design. So today, my question to you is, what are some non-essential, I don't know, stations, voices, noises that you need to cut away and cut out of your life right now? You know, remember, Matthew 6 says, if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. Listen, it doesn't say, you know, that your life will become full of light by having more. It says your life becomes full of light if you are healthy. So at the risk of being a nag, right, guys, it's really time for some of you to seriously cut CNA and straight signs out of your life, at least for now. And just listen to the essential outlets, okay? Because if you do that, maybe you'll save some time, get yourself out of a negative mental rut, and start to feel more positive. Yeah, yeah. You know, and maybe this week, some of you should unfollow 20 of your friends' Facebook feeds. I mean, how many more yoga videos can you watch? How many more sourdough breads can you bake? Listen, if you are not doing CrossFit five times a week before COVID-19, I'm not sure you can sustain your six abs after COVID-19. Yeah. So, circuit breaker measures, listen, they are great for exploration. You know, spend some time trying out new ideas. Expose yourselves to some new material. But rather than feel the pressure to do too much, I want to encourage you to do only what is important. Do what you can sustain after circuit breaker measures lift. So can I tell you, right? One of the things I have chosen to do this season is to not look at too many churches' social media. Because right now, my Instagram is flooded. Are you here with me? Because every church is trying to up their social media game. And, and it starts to put pressure on me. Oh, should I do this? Maybe I should try that. Listen, we need to stop and ask ourselves what is most important to do. So when I have to decide, you know, what our church needs right now, some of the filter questions I apply are questions like this, you know. Were we planning to do it even before Circuit breakers started? You know, and will we enjoy doing it after Circuit Breaker is over? So, for example, right, the new Synergy and Human Life chats are starting because before Circuit Breaker Measures, we were already planning to do a video podcast. You know, before we went to break, we were already planning a blood drive. In fact, we wanted to work with you from other religious organisations in Singapore. You know, and every year we do training season after Easter. So, next week onwards, many of the ministries will start having skills training. So, I like to ask myself questions like, what do we really need during this crisis? You know, what is essential for you, our members, to have from us, your leaders, so that you can weather the season well? And finally, most importantly, I ask the revelation question. And that is, did God ask us to do this? You know, are we being ambitious from a place of rest? Are we being ambitious and still having fun this year? And if the answer is no, then yeah, we don't need to do any of that. So you need to tune out the non-essential in order to stay healthy, in order to stay sane. Amen? Number two, you need to cancel out the noise. So remember, right, one of the definitions of haploos is to be single. Matthew 6.22 in the KJV says, If therefore thine eye is single, thy whole body will be full of light. So the advice of Jesus is to be single-minded and focused about your purpose. And another definition, right, is simple. So, So maybe He's saying be simple with your pursuits. You know, when you're feeling pressure, don't let your life get filled up with noise. Don't let your attention get stretched so thin that your world lacks clarity and it starts to wear you down. You know, we must learn how to cancel out the noise in our lives. So there's a shout out to my favorite noise cancelling headphones Bose. Amen. I highly recommend it. You see, noise takes up a lot of space. It takes up a lot of airways in our mind in our emotions. You know, it goads us on with statements like, oh, come on, you need to do this, you need to do that. You know, you need to try this. Everybody is doing it. But in the end, very little gets achieved. So we have to learn to stop listening to the noise. And one way, guys, to do that, here's my advice, is question the validity of the voices that are out there. So you know right, we keep hearing over and over again, circuit breaker measures are an opportunity. It's it's more time on our hands, more time to do this, more time to learn that, more time to watch the following Netflix shows. Yeah, right. You know, just as we went to circuit breaker measures, I decided to buy myself one month of Netflix. I went, yay, I can catch up on shows. Listen, these two weeks, I'm watching less shows than I have ever watched. I was exercising four to six times a week before circuit breaker. Now, two to three times a week. So are circuit breaker measures equivalent to more time? Yes and no. Yes, in that maybe now you don't have to travel so much, right? Two, three hours back and forth from school and work. So yeah, you have those, but on the other hand, now you've got to walk really far for some of us to go out and get dinner. You can't just go to the canteen in the building you got to entertain your family members who are stuck at home with you. Yeah. And Zoom keeps lagging, so meetings keep dragging. Yeah. On top of that now, listen, our schedules, guys, are upside down, inside out. Our brains are stressed out trying to cope with new rhythms in our lives. So, so I mean, you must have read the articles, right? Psychologists say, you know, don't, don't worry about it if you get forgetful, it is normal, there's nothing wrong with you. And you know what, you will also lose track of time more easily. I don't know how you have been feeling that at home, amen? Because the part of your brain that controls your perception of time, right now is short-circuiting under the stress. And so you find it hard to gauge time accurately. So do we really have more time? Yes and no. Is COVID an opportunity to change up your life? Is it an opportunity to explore? Yeah, it is. But will your life suddenly transform forever after this? Probably not. (laughs) So listen, this opportunity, you know, this season is, you know, for you to grow your capacity, for you to, for our church to grow our capacity, to discover new ways of doing things, new ways of loving and connecting people to to up our media game, amen? But really, not any more than we were already trying to do. It simply helped to accelerate our efforts to speed the process along. Yeah, yeah. So you know what I've noticed about COVID-19 and really any sort of pressure or chaos in our lives? Listen, pressure doesn't change who we are. It simply reveals and accelerates who we already are. So, so, so people who are servant-hearted in our church, right? Man, you guys have really stepped up your servant-hearted game. You know, those of you in the service of seeing back home, even though you can't be here at live stream, you're trying so hard to help out from back home. Yeah. Those of you, you know, in our church who are generous and kind, man, you really blow me out of the water this season. You know, Jasmine, one of our young adults in church, she has always been generous to so many of us, right? Yeah. But she put it out there on social media straight away. If you are struggling financially and have a hard time putting food on the table, let me know and I will do my best to help cook for you. You know, then there are those of you that are into social justice, serving the community. You know, people like Regina chiu Eating, Nicholas. You know, before we could even start make kindness viral or even organize the blood drive, they went out to volunteer at their CCs to distribute masks. So listen, pressure doesn't change us, it reveals us. And it accelerates both the best and the worst of us, right? I mean, how many you can relate, right? That both the best of you and the worst of you is coming out. So, so some of us more of the best, some of us more of the worst. <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah. Seeing the worst of yourself this season doesn't have to be the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Because it's an opportunity to come face to face with your weakness and respond to change, with change. Yeah. Yeah. So you can make this a moment of growth for yourself, of greater self-awareness. You know, we could choose to narrow down the noise our weaknesses make and amplify the strengths that we do have in our lives, right? Because success isn't about focusing on your weaknesses or struggles, it's about managing them and accelerating and amplifying the strengths that you do have going for you. So can COVID-19 be an opportunity? Yes, in that you can learn to cancel out the noise and focus your attention on positive possibility, you know, focus your attention on the best of yourself. Amen? Yeah. And finally, number three, are you ready? Yes. Number three, you want to tune into the sound of God. Yeah. Come on, sitting back home with me, say with me, sound of, God. sound of God. So here's another one of my favorites from God's Word and here Jesus says, John 10, 27, my sheep listen to my voice, I know them and they follow me. You know, one of the best things you can do for yourself right now is to tune into and volume up God's voice in your life. But, but even deeper today, I want to show you what this verse looks like in the original Greek, which is why it's one of my favorites, okay? And it goes something like this, John uh, 10, it says, The sheep of mine, the sound of me hear, and I know them and they follow me. So, wow, listen, on one hand, we must all learn to hear the voice of God speaking to us. Yeah. But not just the voice of God. In the original Greek, it says we must learn to tune into the sound of God. Yeah. The sound of His presence. You know, how have you, know what, you know, I mean, you know, you have that friend that the way they walk, when they walk in the room, you know, it's them even when you haven't seen them. Yeah. So, so this is what the Bible is talking about. Now, now let me explain to you, right? You know, in traditional Middle Eastern shepherding, right, which is what Jesus was referencing here, you know, it's actually very different from our modern day, you know, uh, vision of what shepherding looks like. You know, if we imagine right now shepherding, we imagine ranchers on horses with whips, right? And their dogs barking and chasing the sheep around the field into the sheep pens. Well, listen, in traditional Jewish shepherding, shepherds never had to chase their sheep. Instead, from young, they would train the lambs to recognize the shepherd's voice. In fact, many shepherds did this actually by singing. Now, of course, lambs being lambs, no matter how hard you train them, sometimes they would frequently wander off and the shepherd would have to take his staff and, you know, right, the hook one and then they would hook the sheep by the neck or by the legs and pull them back. Other times, you know, lambs will get into stupid little fights and the shepherd will have to take the rod, smack them on the behind and hurry them along, okay? But even then, some would stubbornly wander off, drop into ravines, get injured and in those instances, the shepherd will have to leave the fold to go seek them out and sometimes even physically carry them on their shoulders back to the fold. Yeah. That's a wonderful picture of our relationship we got right there, amen? Yeah. But as the lamb grows up, they were expected to know the shepherd's voice so that every morning when it was time to go out to the pastures, the shepherd wouldn't have to do anything. He would just sing. And as he sang, the sheep would listen to his voice and begin to line up behind him and follow him into the pastures. So listen, our ability to stay in line with our purpose Our ability to have access to life and green pastures for our future, to be aligned with the will of God, is in our ability to listen to and follow His voice. But on top of that, get ready for this, okay? Shepherds would also train their sheep to know the sound of their presence. Because sometimes at night, right, I don't know why, I don't know why this is the case, you know, maybe the shepherds were too tired to sing by, by the time night came, okay, or maybe it was late and they didn't want to attract predators or something. So instead, on the way back, they would train the sheep to know their footsteps and the tapping of their shepherd's staff on the ground. So, you know that hook staff that they were used to pull back the wandering sheep and that rod they were used to smack their behind when they misbehave? Well, now the sheep are all grown up and instead of having to use those means, instead of even speaking and singing as they walked home, the shepherd would only have to tap his stick against the ground as he walked and the sheep would follow him home. He only needed to pause or to tap his stick in a certain way. And if any of the sheep were out of line, they would step back into line. Wow, wow. Wow, isn't that something? So on one hand, we must know the voice of God when He speaks to us. But when the shepherd doesn't speak, especially in the dark, especially in chaotic, pressured moments of our lives, we must learn to tune into and amplify the sound of His presence in our lives. So guys, I want to encourage you, we're in week three now of Circuit Breaker Measures, and so we're sort of getting used to things, right? We're a little less, I don't know, frazzled, a little less stressed out. And so now you have a little bit of space and energy to start creating some sort of rhythm at home. But one of the most important rhythms you need to set in place is to set a rhythm for your time with God. Because prayer, worship, that is how God trains us to know His presence. The sound of Him leading and guiding us through dark moments of our lives. So, but here's more, okay? So, the Greek word here in the Greek, okay, it says, the sheep of mine, the sound of me here, that word here is the Greek word, a coin, which means, in definition, to attend to, and to literally stretch toward. So learning to tune into God isn't always easy. It isn't always just passive or easy. Because sometimes, you know what? Your heart and your attention, your effort has to step up its game. You know, I imagine after a long day out, the sheep must have been feeling sleepy on the way back. So at night, it was easy, you know, even easier for them to wander off, even easier for them to be startled by loud noises, to drag behind the flock. But the Bible says, My sheep know my voice and my sheep hear my voice. They attend to the sound of me. My sheep know me and stretch themselves towards me. So listen, in order to follow Jesus in seasons where it's dark, in seasons where it's chaotic, in seasons where it can be kind of noisy, where your heart and your thoughts can be kind of noisy, listen, you and I must lean, attend to, and stretch ourselves towards God. So, my question to you this afternoon is Are you tuning into the noise or are you tuning into God this period of your life? I want to encourage you, cut away the non-essential stuff. You know, I want to encourage you, tune out the noise, cancel it out. Are you here with me? I want to encourage you right now, make time and space in your schedule. You know, right now, today, on a Saturday, in preparation for next week, you know, put into your schedule time to tune into the sound of God, to tune into God's Word, to tune into God's voice, To tune into the sound of friends around you who are in tune with God. You know, to tune into the sound of community around you that is broadcasting God's signal of love, goodness, integrity, generosity, service. You know, all those frequencies are out there in the atmosphere and the airwaves around you. But you must learn to tune into the right frequency. You need to tune into the right Instagrams. You need to tune into the right advice. You need to tune into, most of all, the sound of God's presence wherever you are. You know, whether it's in the light of God's favour or the dark or chaos of your current situation. So please, guys, spend time worshipping, praying, seeking God, hearing His voice and learning the sound of His presence. Because if you do that, you will spend your life on only the important things. You will learn how to tune out the noise and focus on the right things. You will accelerate and excel in becoming the best you. Amen? Matthew 6, KJV says, one more time, it goes, If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body will be full of light.